My name is Alex, and I'm here to say I hate Yerks in a major way. Welcome to Minds at Yerk. I'm Alex. I'm Megan. And I'm Tim. And this week we are talking book 46, The Deception. But first, how are you two? Why do you say I'm Alex when you're hosting, but if anybody else hosts, you say my name is Alex? Because I have this habit when I do other podcasts of saying I'm blank when I lead off. Whereas when I go second here, it my name is Alex comes out of my mouth more dependably. I don't know. I'm a monster who's bad at this. I got nothing better than that. That's valid. All of that's valid. Human brains are weird, and it's 2020. We're all existentially tired. That's valid. I don't remember how I introduced myself now. You say I'm Tim. Oh, okay. It's Alex. It's usually different, and that's why it just it hit me. And then I was like, I shit, is this... 40-something episodes in, and I'm just realizing this. For what it's worth, every time I do it, between I'm and Alex, I think, shit, I was supposed to say my name is. But here we are. This is the intro. I hope you're all enjoying it. (laughs) I I think my name is Tim sounds more professional, so I want to go back. We gotta go back, Marty! Back 40-50-something episodes? Uh, well, I mean, if you want to take the time to do that, okay. I meant this episode. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do it again, but I'm no. leaving everything before it in. <laughs> My name is Alex. I refuse to participate in this. And I'm... T- oh, I did it wrong. <laughs> did it wrong. Hold on. Uh. Do over. Okay. My name is Alex. I'm your middleest brother. <laughs> My name is Tim. Technically, Meg, you're the babyest. Fuck. That's fine. Okay. Uh, maybe we're just not meant to intro smoothly. Maybe after never introing okay. smoothly in forty-five episodes, <laughs> now is not when we start. We introed smoothly. It just was weird. That's all. Can it be smoothly and weird? Tim? That is my life aesthetic. <laughs> Let's be honest. The name of my sex tape. <laughs> no, no, it cannot be my life aesthetic and your sex tape. No. <laughs> All right, I'm moving on before the vampire jokes start, Tim. <laughs> oh, yeah, can we please talk about that? Nope. The fact that Alex, yep, nope. yep. Nope. Tim, but I'm playing, I'm playing an online game that has vampires and Alex is attracting vampires in real life. Summarize, You brought Tim, it up, summarize. not me. Well done. <laughs> I did because I needed to change the energy, but I made the energy worse. <laughs> at least for me. I feel like it's oh, better for energy you. energy vampires. No literal vampires. That's the <laughs> horror of my week. It's not even the top ten of the, well, top five of the last week, but whatever. It's the funniest. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. What I love, though, is that you weren't like, I attracted a vampire. <laughs> you were like, oh, I can't even remember what you said. And I was like, I know what these words mean, but what? Like, I couldn't process are you talking about when i said okay no no this is not what this show is about (laughs) tim this is your last chance to summarize or i'm gonna do it extemporaneously and nobody wants that all right book 46 the deception the decepticon 
<laughs> I wasn't going to do it. The Animorphs. Oh, hold on. The Animorphs talk to the Andalites, which That's doesn't go. Ever messed up. <laughs> I know. It took like no time. The Animorphs talk to the Andalites, which doesn't go as well as hoped. They get attacked and have to get out of there. Visser 3 is now Visser 1, and they have to plan accordingly. I read that sentence wrong. Visser 3 is now Visser 1, and, and they, they have... play an accordion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Visser 3 is now Visser 1, and they have a plan according to a communication Axe intercepts. Visser 2 is on their way to aid in the operation. The Animorphs decide they have to play by a new set of rules. They are going to morph pilots and steal a plane. They get to an aircraft carrier, but fail to stop Visser 2 from putting a yerk in the captain's head. The yerks stage a Chinese attack on the carrier in order to retaliate. This timed with a separate nuclear launch will trigger World War III. Axe shoots and morphs the Admiral to recall the attack, but bug fighters and transport ships show up for a large battle. Three soldiers start fighting the yerks alongside the Animorphs. The wreckage and destruction from the fight is terrible. Visser 2 is missing, and Axe has to find him. The gang locates him, and Axe has a plan to get him to back down the nuclear attack. Axe realizes it's a decision that is too much to put on anyone, so he knocks Jake out and is going to nuke the Yerk pool and the area above it. Axe takes Visser 2 up in a plane, and his plan works. Visser 2 disables the sub's attack. But would X have gone through with it? Okay. We don't know, because the book ends. Yeah. It's book 46. So, Tim. Yes. What is the deception? <laughs> uh, I believe that the deception is when X takes the year on the plane. Follow-up question. Yes. What percentage of you hoped that when we saw any of the aircraft or the aircraft carrier one of them would in fact transform into a robot well i mean like that's it's always a hundred percent okay fair yeah. yeah i'm never gonna say no to robots ever do you Sorry. hear that robots you've got <laughs> a few weeks to have an uprising go for it we welcome you just had so many thoughts go through my head hey uh what a hard fucking book to read right now huh there was a lot going on in this one. I don't know how to politely say shit's not going to get better. <laughs> but I'm sorry. Aware. Aware. Tim is looking for pictures. He yeah. is not finding them quickly. Of robot? No, 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 no. Of something that X said. Okay. Uh, it is just that there is something too compelling about being a human, even for a short time. It makes me uncomfortable. It makes it seem as if I fit in here. So now I have a theory that X is actually human in the way that tobias is andalite like there's going to be we're going to find out that his mother is secretly like a human or yeah something like that i don't know how but somehow I mean, he plays into it we got a lot of weird shit that's going to happen in the next eight nine books um weirder shit will happen if that doesn't happen <laughs> i'm telling you weirder shit's gonna happen i know no weird shit has happened so far tim but weird shit <laughs> Weird shit will <laughs> yeah. happen now. I love that as a concept. It's just like we haven't even begun to get weird yet. No, we really haven't. Like, uh, I'm just so excited. I love these last few books. Um, I like that you bring out that quote, though, because I think this book is really, really good and reflecting how much. Like, if you go back and reread book eight and then read this one and compare Axe's tone and how he is towards humans and and what he thinks about how they look and how they interact and how much he understands humans now it's fantastic 
I mean, is this where I finally get to get on a Hegelian synthesis rant? I'm going to say yes, because I'm running the episode this week, and no one's stopping me. I feel I'm like... sorry. I'm not going to lie. I have no fucking clue what you just said. So, Hegel, German, question mark, oh. philosopher. Yes, okay. Uh, had the concept of synthesis. You have thesis, which is the established idea. What and was the thesis, phrase that you said? Hegelian synthesis. Okay. Of thesis and and antithesis, the idea and the opposite of it, and after conflict, the two of them resolve against each other, regardless of what that means. But both are changed for having interacted, and thus you end up with synthesis. I feel like that's Axe in this book. Axe is at synthesis now. Fair. Like I don't think <clears throat> I think as much as we've seen him struggle with I am an Andalite and must do what an Andalite would do. And struggle with, I'm living among humans and must try to support my prince. This is really the first time where we see him truly kind of accept and lean into not really totally being Andalite or human at this point. In terms of ethics and in terms of experience and in terms of just the decisions he has to make navigating all of his cultural baggage and all of what he has been through on I'm it. not gonna lie, I thought Hegelian was like a TV show that I somehow missed, where it's like, hey, Hegelian. Just throwing that out there. When he said Hegel, I thought, like, well, it was the wrong word. <laughs> but a type of exercise. Oh, Kegel? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was where I went with it. Um, yeah, I think it's it's a great blend. I think this is kind of where... We've never really discussed the theme of found family when it comes to Animorphs because it's not quite a found family, but for Axe it is in a lot of ways. Um, and it also is really nice that he sees the flaws in both humans and Andalites. Like, he is not ready to give up everything Andalite because he is also aware that humans suck. Yeah, but he could you not just go back to being an Andalite in andalite society right. you're gonna disagree you don't, you don't no 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 i was just you said it 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 wasn't really a found family you don't think tobias found his family that's fair that's also a good point i um yeah no you're 100 percent right there it's yeah it's just something that like is a very kind of almost tropey thing at this point um in ya and middle grade lit i feel like the idea of found family is more contemporary than this book though like yeah maybe part of the reason it's not there is just because it wasn't in the toolbox so to speak at the time but you're totally right like what are the odds i mean tobias tried to commit suicide in book three what are the odds that tobias would be alive without the animorphs yeah he would definitely be miserable <laughs> if yeah. he were this is true Jake would be yerked marco no, not, by I, now I, would no, be no 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 i because we've we've seen that we've seen that alternative alternative timeline i'm talking about take away the entire alien invasion fair that's fair tobias is not going to come out of this okay no so you're right it is very much a found family for tobias a lot of shit went down in this book yes what do we overall what do we each think about this book i am not gonna lie i found it a really tough read right now i think it was good i just Woof, I should not have gotten on Twitter at all today while reading this. That's valid. So, I liked it. I, it wasn't my favorite. Like, 45 was a lot more fun for me than this yes. one was, you know? 
But yeah, no, you're the, you're right. This is like the second half of forty five, and forty five is like shit starting, and this is yeah. like oh shit started. Yeah, um, but there's there's something that I have to say that I really enjoy about the last couple of books because everything is moving like like so much as compared to the you know period we were in before that mm-hmm. where it's, it was kind of slow going for anything that moved sort of the major story and it seemed like the pieces are like really really like yeah. high gear now so it's 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 fun to read and it's good but like yeah just like you said 45 was just a little bit i don't know more in my wheelhouse i guess well, i think 45 has the benefit of marco having real world ramifications for what happens to him, there's really nothing real world that's going to affect Axe because Axe doesn't have a life in the real world. Yeah, that's um, true. I don't think beyond the scope and scale of the war itself. And I think we'll see that more going for because this book, like 45, just kind of stops. Yeah. We don't get we get the immediate resolution to Will we don't they even know stop? if they're off the boat. Yeah. We we get the immediate resolution to will Axe stop Visser 2, but we get none of the fallout from Axe knocking out Jake and lying to Cassie to pull off this ploy, Axe having to convince Marco and Rachel to go along with it. Um, Tobias was kind of there already. We don't know if they got off the boat. We don't know what the what the ramifications of battle between aliens and Navy and Marine officers on a carrier that maybe was attacked by the Chinese, but really wasn't, was attacked by other aliens. And then another sub has exploded because Visser 2 ordered it to self-destruct. There's a lot of stuff here that uh, is not going to be easy to cover up, I feel like. Yeah, I'd also like to know, what do they do with Visser 2 after he destroyed... Like, what do you do? You just kind of put him back in the toy box and, like, hey, we'll see you in a couple weeks? I mean, Axe released him. But, like... Did he? Or did he let him, like, live long enough to call off this thing? I mean, I think Axe released him. I think Axe as... Axe said that he would. He gave his word. And I think as traumatized by even bluffing maybe not bluffing about bombing san francisco or whatever um i feel like x at that point is gonna back off and be like yeah okay i said i'd let you go and i need to give myself this amount of moral high ground which i agree with but we don't see it you're right right but but also like what are the after effects of that going to be yeah you know Granted, I don't know that he had much choice to play anything any different than he did. You know, it it was going to be bad no matter what. And so agreeing to put him back is is probably the least of your problems, but it will be interesting to see how Visser 2 comes back. Also, I like the idea of there now being some sort of grudge between Axe and Chapman. It had been a while since we've seen Chapman. It was nice to to get Chapman in this. And Chapman was the human that I picked to be related to Axe in my weird theory. (laughs) I mean, he has the time vortex issue right bullshit so you're right. not wrong oh yeah hey we learned a lot of very specific details about naval uniforms in this <laughs> one too good grief <laughs> they're like little walking encyclopedias <laughs> about everything military related i mean i can I you can... blame them 
Yes, I can name like two planes. Okay, but you are also not leading the underground rebellion against an alien force. Like How I do can you see know? like that's a big assumption. That's a big leap there. I was You're not say... wrong, however. I was going to say no offense, Tim, but if you were, I feel like we'd be a little screwed, but it's 2020. We're a little yeah. screwed. Yeah. Ergo, <laughs> sorry to have doubted you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Alex. I'm glad someone's on my side in some weird left backhanded way. I'm just going to say that I'd be really upset if you hid that from me. I'm just going to say that. Um, But no, that... Jake has been leading this. For two, two and a half, three years. And, um, yeah, I guess at some point you're like, fuck, I need to study the, like, historical tactics of different battles. Because, well, like, we fucking lived through a few of them. Now he so. just watches military documentaries in his yes. spare time. And his dad's just like, fuck yeah. You, like, aged to 50 at, like, 13. Nice. I got someone to watch these with me now. Had your 13-year-old <laughs> a cigar and some scotch and turn on the <laughs> military documentaries. I, yeah, I just, I, I was, <laughs> my first reaction was, oh, this should be Tobias. But to me, it made sense. Yeah. Tobias doesn't watch a lot of TV anymore, I feel like, unless That's he's hanging true. out with Axe. And Axe, Axe strikes me as more of a sitcom guy. Axe is definitely watching Friends and Seinfeld at the time. Uh, Seinfeld is fine. I, I he also don't dislike is Axe enough soaps. to claim he's watching Friends. He's also watching his soap. That's true. But as much as all the... Referring to every piece of military equipment by letter and number code name took me out as an adult. I cannot imagine what, as a kid, I would have thought while reading this. Like, I have no recollection of young Alex Brain going, what, what, I don't know, bombs, maybe? I don't know, guns? I don't know, airplanes? What are all these letters and numbers? It's alphabet soup. Because adult Alex barely does any better. I mean, I worked with aviation. I was fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a big deal for me. Yeah, aviation's all over my head. <laughs> Hopefully it stays there. I remember reading it and thinking, is that the one from Top Gun? Is that the one from Top Gun? Is that the one from... I think that's the one from Top Gun. God, can you imagine if Tobias had been stuck as a goose? Oh, he'd be dead. I'm just saying. Like, goose, Top Gun dead goose mad max dead goose is not a thing to name anybody oh. um what about captain america not captain america captain marvel it's a matter of time oh don't put that out there i'm just saying don't just saying there. it's not my rules dude yeah. goose and mad max died horrifically too if you cast sean bean as a character named goose would the the inevitable death energies cancel each other out and get Sean Beam to the end of the movie? Yeah. That that might work. I think you figured it out. I think he's also actively taking on roles that doesn't get him killed. So that also may cancel it out. But there's also that. <laughs> I think his last big one kind of took it out of him. Yeah, I hear he really lost his head over it. <laughs> so glad I had read that book first. I can see why. <laughs> Yeah. Same. Honestly, same. Um, you know what got me during this one? What? When they got to fight alongside people and people were like people were like, "Yo, what's up? I got you." <laughs> you want to turn into me? Fine. You can turn into me. Take my essence. Dude salutes Gorilla Marco. 
Oh, and then when he finds dude later, yeah, dude that's eluded, that like broke my heart as much as anything mm-hmm. in this book series. Like the, I I as dark as this book was for Alex's brain right now, the catharsis of those moments, yeah, is a serious highlight. I think, yeah, and I think the timing of it was really. I don't remember what the next book is. Um, Forty-seven. Thanks. Thanks. I don't remember what the next book is about. There's a book list. Oh, okay. Anyways. Um... <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. Tell Meg what the next book is about. <laughs> yeah, what's the next book called? It's Come too on. soon. Come it's on. too soon. Um, but I would be curious if... I, 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 don't, I don't think this happens, but it'd be really cool if they were like, so we're a bunch of fucking kids, and you need to ground this boat for three full days so we can destroy all the Yerks. And then we have a fucking alien battle to go to. But I think then we would, what would be, you know, 48 through 54. Yeah. Also, I feel like grounding the ship for three days just makes them sitting ducks for more bug fighters. That's valid. Yeah. Now, if the ship were a transformer. (laughs) Meg's the type of person who wonders why the eagles didn't just fly them to Mordor. (laughs) She's always looking for that shortcut. No, I'm all about the journey. All about the long game. There and back again. I'm saying, though, if it had been a Transformer the whole time, (laughs) like, just buried in the story, and we had no idea it was coming, I would have lost my mind. Do you really think we could have kept that from you? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) It would have been the greatest long con (laughs) in the history of long cons. The payoff of that one. Alex would be, like, constantly be like, you can't, you can't do it. You can't. I'm sorry. And I'd be like, but I want to. So, Tim, have you never heard my unified theory of Morphin Energy from Power Rangers, Inner John from Transformers, and Morphing Technology and Z-Space Travel from Animorphs? It's all the same energy, and it's just tapping into it different ways. That's why, dinosaur, that's why Power Rangers are animal and dinosaur-themed. Ah, uh, so makes sense now. And they have giant robots and water transformers. Giant, giant robots. robots. Are there transformer toys of animorphs? Yes. <laughs> They're all one and the same. It's all connected. So the time matrix would yep. be basically the same stuff as what was the? It, was it just called the matrix in Transformers? I don't remember. I'll so have the to leadership that. matrix. Was that what it was? Leadership matrix. I don't know. You're. You're the one who's supposed to be, you're the so-called fan. (laughs) Tim, the fake Transformers fan. Hold on, I'm Googling it now. But gatekeeping is bad, don't do it. (laughs) Yes, the Matrix of Leadership. I, a person who has only seen Beast Wars and once the Transformers movie, which I have paid attention to on movie night, uh, the soundtrack was rad. I got it, and you did it, Tim. How do you feel? Terrible. Yep, you should. I'm going to go bury my head in the sand. Yes, the matrix of matrix of leadership. So those would be basically the same thing. Yeah. Just sort of like we'll say shaped differently. Yeah. Okay. I can take that. Zordon is basically just oh shoot, what's his name? Orson Welles trapped in a tube. And it's the same thing as the Elemis. So at one point there's a line in this book where Axe says that rolling your eyes is really unattractive. And I feel like you guys are pushing me to that point. <laughs> Just saying. If we I haven't don't. gotten there by now, 
Oh no, Tim. We have been there and back again. Apparently my tolerance is high tonight. Whatever. I also enjoy the moment where Tobias is like asking him or confirming that something's okay. And he takes one stalk eye and turns it slowly to look at him like, bitch, you didn't. Yeah, that is an amazing comedic feat. And I really hope that the, the movie, when and if it happens, does well enough to get far enough to get that just single stalk eye turn. Yes. Do you think Andalite Dwayne Johnson was famous for his single stalk eye turn? I had an email about The Rock today. I wonder how tall Andalite Dwayne Johnson is. He's got very buff legs, but not arms because Andalite. Yeah. He's got like average arms by human standards, which is buff for an Andalite. So do we think X made the right decision? I mean, X was fortunate to not have to make a decision. Yes, the the in in terms of the choice that Axe had to make, which was do I go forward with this plan, uh, if whether bluff or not, uh, yes, he made the right decision. Now I agree with Alex that the true decision, he didn't get to that point. Okay, theoretically, but, yes, if he had to actually make the decision. Uh, that's a whole big question. I really like. So I don't know. I guess because we're coming off of a Marco book, the interactions of Mark and X and like how X views himself. And then we're getting this like feedback from Marco, which is basically like, yeah, you're a cold bitch. Of course, like this is what you like. This is the, you know, way you're going. And, you know, this is you. Of course, you think this is the best thing. It's cold and calculating, blah, blah, blah. And yet X is like, this is a really fucking hard decision to make. This is not a decision, like, I'm making this decision so that you humans don't have to take on this decision. You know what sort of, like, irritated me? I'm not going to say irritated, because irritated is too strong a word. But I'm I'm. You know what there. pissed me off? Yeah, that's, let's go to the other end. Just tiny bothered. Tiny bothered. Uh, <laughs> is that everybody's like, Axe, you can't do this. And yet nobody offers up a reasonable alternative. Because they don't you have, know? like... I know. Don't have one. So, like, how how can everybody shoot down what Axe is doing when they got a nothing better? Now, see, I have trouble with this line of thinking. I get where you're coming from, absolutely, and I think this is sure. just an individual personal philosophy thing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's entirely valid to say, "Hey, yo, that's a bad idea." I when you don't with that. have a better one lined up, because sometimes. You're well, making the least bad decision of sure. all bad decisions. But then you go, but, but that's, that's a bad idea. It. I don't have anything better, though. Fuck. But but that wasn't the least bad of all decisions. The least bad of all decisions was to let World War Three happen and let the nuclear launch happen. You know what I'm saying? That's the least bad is to not do anything. That's what I'm saying. Now, I agree with wait, Alex. Wait, 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 wait. Letting World bad. War Three happen is the most bad, you mean? Yes, what did I say? Least bad. Oh, no, no, no. Most bad. Most bad. Um, <laughs> Tim is uh, not pro-World War Three. No, no, no. No, no, no. I am also not good at words. But uh, <laughs> That's an important distinction, yes. my friend. Especially yes. if you are leading the resistance. Yeah. Okay, so World War Three is the ultimate bad, right? Yes. So Axe is like, well, I could do this bad thing to avoid the ultimate bad. And they're all like, but that's bad okay. too. What what do you got? What's good? And like I agree with you, Alex, it's perfectly valid to say 
when somebody has a bad idea, that is a bad idea. But in an instance where you're doing something to try and prevent the worst thing, doesn't it seem like you should, you know, okay, well, then what do we do? We can't just sit here. Well, there is one possibility you're not allowing for. What is that? Everyone stares up into the sky and waits for the Elemist to appear. <laughs> this is true. But that being said, that's never been their vibe. No, I know. Like, they don't <laughs> They don't wait around for Elemist bullshit. It that just happens. That will be our vibe when we're doing Alternomorphs. <laughs> <laughs> that is not our actual Animorphs vibe. Which we will get back to at some point. That's also my vibe at work. Oh, yeah. That's like, just, just eventually look up vibe. and like, all right, all right, Elemist, do it. Do your thing. Um, I. I don't get the whole World War Three being a good idea. Uh, I I uh, I had that same thought. Like, but maybe that's just because Visser One is smarter than Visser Three. Well, they well, no, it's not necessarily like a full on war or full on. Hey, we're fucking here. You're gonna fucking bow. That's different. But starting World War Three, like, I don't. You've got enough people that are yerked at this point. You've got someone who can go. Everybody has all of these weapons. This is going to basically annihilate any good human form. Right. Like, I just don't understand what are we trying to accomplish here? I well, think I, th I have two thoughts. One, I feel like we're looking at this from a 2020 place where it's hard to have faith that someone won't say, no, my dude, that is an illegal order. I will not bomb no, 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 my no, own no, no, no. turf. It's not even that. It's just From like... From a point of view, it makes no sense to wipe out the resources. The entire but, point of the this thing is we have seven billion bodies. And I can understand being like, yeah, we can sacrifice like a billion and that's fine. There's still six billion, whatever. Or five billion. I don't know. It's not really fine. I mean, 90s, I think but, they only need one. That's like kind of the point earlier on is they only need like one a, billion. Yeah. a billion is like two orders of like, magnitude more than they got damaging like nobody comes out of that amount of radiation which is why we really haven't had a full-on world war three it's because we all fucking know like that will be the end like like i think i think some of this is a little bit magical thinking both narratively and on the yurks part I think the reason we're given at some level makes sense. Like, they want the humans to, one, weaken each other, and two, burn through the nuclear weapons because those are the ones that are an actual threat to the Yurks. Okay, that's fair. And they want to mess up the planet anyway because they were talking about, like... Yeah. Yeah. They don't give a there's, shit. Forming it there's too them. much diversity of life here. Yeah. All yeah. these animals are dumb. Let's get rid of them. Mm -hmm. Not that, like... You couldn't just fucking yerk the animal, whatever. Fine. But I, I do, like, when you look at it on, and, and again, this is probably, like, super subjective, but when you look at it on paper, Visser 1 really makes a lot more sense than anything Visser 3 has said to me. Let, let's just slowly come over without yeah. any kind of true resistance, you Because that way you are preserving the amount of bodies and, like... Resources. Who knows what the rate of... Yerk reproduction actually is. But yeah, I mean, we can keep the human body. Plus, if we've learned any, what came out of slow, subtle integration into systems and, and power structures is a much more effective tool for seizing <sighs> power than just attacking directly. I'm sorry for spoiling that he became Visor 1. Uh, I don't. I. Yeah. Somehow it felt like I knew that from the book, though. I don't think it. I yeah, learned it from you guys. I, well, I feel like the last book kind of made it clear, and then this one kind of backtracked a little. 
probably yeah. being written at the same time. I don't think we even said Elise Smith wrote this. Elise, no. I think. Who wrote 30 and 37, I think. Elise Donner. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Are you sure? I just looked in the oh, book. okay. I left my notes downstairs, so. Um, yeah. Like, I th- and I think for, I think overall it is for a ghost-written book successful. Um, the only thing other than just all the military alphanumerics was there were some times when people were speaking in thought speech and it was not super clear who was talking. That was an issue in this book in a couple of spots. I caught that a couple of times too. Also no dumpsters. No dumpsters. You can't have a dumpster on a boat. That's not true at all. (laughs) 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 But Tim, I need you to picture the boat dump truck that parks that, that, that scoots up by the ship and dumps the dumpster onto it and drives off. What what immediately came to mind was a rowboat with a dumpster on it, flaming like a Viking funeral. Tim, it's pronounced robot. I keep Ro- telling you this. Transformers, rowboats in disguise. No, I hate gonna, it. We're gonna set a dumpster on fire and then just push it out to sea. Is that how we're ending this? <laughs> Uh, How do you feel about the fact that we are like all bets are off? Whatever we fucking need to do to win this war. Yeah, I still don't like. They still like. I I don't feel like we haven't quite actually reached that level yet. Yeah, yeah. Like we we just kind of shifted gears a little bit. Like okay, now we're gonna take people. Yeah. Okay, cool. Like I get it. You know, you got to do stuff at times you wouldn't normally do. And uh, yeah. Ignoring that time we were all going to become mosquitoes to steal that guy's blood. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it didn't actually happen because we got sucked into Z-space. <laughs> but fleas aren't too small, you know, whatever. Yeah. But it, yeah. Stealing planes and stuff. Uh, it, the Yorks have escalated. It makes sense that they'd have to escalate too. I do like, though, that in the grand scheme of things, the progression was, we're going to steal a spaceship. Then we're going to steal a jet plane. <laughs> I don't feel like that's the progression. I think it was more of, this is the bullshit we have to do to steal said thing. No, no, I get it. I just, it is funny too. It's like, okay, yeah. steal spaceship, steal jet. <laughs> yeah. I, fighter jet. Exactly. I feel like, like, okay, it's not like they're fucking stealing, like, a Cessna citation. They're stealing a fucking fighter jet. Well, that's true. A Cessna Citation? Cessna Citation. Is that what you get when you park your Cessna wrong? No. no. Cess- the Cessna a... ticket? Like you you land in front <laughs> of a fire hydrant? I should have picked any other fucking business jet. <laughs> any other fucking business jet. I mean, really, truly, you could have made up the name of a plane and neither of us <laughs> would have known the fucking difference. Me especially. Oh yeah, that's a Cessna Malaprop. <laughs> fucking others I, just whatever man i should have known apparently i'm not quick-witted tonight to like try to cut you guys off why do they call it a citation because that's the line that's the brand is that the plane you get when you're in trouble no it's a type like, of plane you're flying your big plane and they take it away from you because you weren't acting right so now you have to take the citation no it's for the dramatic <laughs> reveal tim you walk in <sighs> You walk into your kitchen and you turn to your wife and you say, honey, I got a citation. (laughs) A Cessna citation. We're going flying. (laughs) 
not even my favorite plane. Like, when, fuck. And what I'm is gonna... your favorite plane, Meg? Learjet 75 or a Cirrus uh, Vision Jet. Learjet 75 feels a little dated. Learjet like 75 is like a fucking brand new expensive business jet. Don't even start I bet that it was shit. in 1975. No, but there I, were Cessna yeah. citations back in 1975, so suck it. <laughs> I like the three prototype models based on it. The Cordelia, the uh, Gonorrhea, or Gonerial, and uh, oh shoot, what was the third? What was King Lear's third daughter's name? <laughs> Fuck. The Vision Jet looks like a dolphin if you guys just want to get in there too. It's got Did a parachute. King Lear really name his daughter Gonorrhea? Uh, no, Gonorrhea is named after King Lear's daughter. That's not oh, okay, <laughs> okay. I didn't know that. I don't remember his third daughter's name though, and that's gonna bug. Me. It was probably Citation. No, that's it. <laughs> My therapist told me about these deep breathing exercises. I should pull those out right now. That's what I should be doing. Next time I'm around Megan, she says anything that I don't like. I'm gonna get hand her a Cessna Citation. Regan, Cordelia, Goneril, and Regan. Okay. No diseases named after Regan, just a president who deregulated. Anyways. But not the airline industry. That was Carter. I wonder if Carter ever flew in a citation. <sighs> and received a citation on his citation. I can tell you a fun fact, but you'd have to actually... A commendation. I'd have, you'd have to cut it out. <laughs> a commendation and a citation. I'll just share my fun fact for afterwards. I don't actually <laughs> want to put it into recording now that I think about it. That's fine. I thought you were going to say if you... Told us you'd have to kill us. Which... I'm already no, dead. But how do you feel about Marco's uh, discussion of what the Yerks should be afraid of? Oh, that's right. You guys, we read a book. We're not just fucking ragging on Megan right now. <laughs> Wait, we read a book? Am I, was I supposed to have read it already? I thought we were just ragging on Megan. <laughs> You're just like trying to ramp it up. I'm just, <laughs> I'm going to save it all for later. Don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> we have to get your predictions at some point. We have to bully you. Can you can you read Fine. me the passage that you were talking about, Megan? Can you say please? Please. I can. Don't give me a citation. What are Yerks afraid of? I asked. Marco looked at me. Two things. The Andalite fleet. And humanity's own resources. I'm talking weapons, but also ingenuity, flexibility. Hope. All the stuff that Visser 1 valued. Yes. Yeah, I do remember that now. I mean, Marco is not wrong. Right. I feel like it is echoing what Elfinger has said before. Like, these are the things the Yerks and Andalites should not discount. <clears throat> and Rachel's response is, Hope's not going to bring down the Yerk Empire. Which I kind of appreciate. Yeah. It's a very Rachel response. It is a very Rachel response. Rachel gets a lot more time in this book than I expected. Yeah, I liked the, the moment where Rachel just, as a grizzly bear, looks at Axe in horror. Yes. A stun shock. Not really something you see very often. I just imagine a grizzly bear looking shocked, and it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> Yogi's jaw drops. The picnic basket clatters to the ground. You know, I, I know we started watching the TV show, but I think in terms of them making a movie about Animorphs, Rachel would be the one that I would be most interested to see how it translates from page to to is, to screen. Is it wrong that I went, what TV show did we start? Oh, <laughs> you know, the Animorphs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember now. <laughs> long, long ago. <laughs> but like such an, an interesting character and an interesting character arc to me of how they describe Rachel at the beginning of this book series to where Rachel is now. 
I, I would, it would be interesting to watch that happen. Yes. Also in the graphic novel. Looking forward to that as well, too. I had to turn off my mic for a minute to talk. <laughs> there were things that I couldn't just keep in. I just had to talk for a minute. <laughs> were the expletives aimed at us? No, 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 it's about Rachel. No, it was about Rachel. Oh. Spoilers? Yes. Okay. Well, we're not far from the end, so I don't have many more. I don't have much longer to wait. No, just like four months. It's fine. (laughs) Oh, it sounds awful when you say it like that. See, it's all a matter of perspective. I actually don't know how long we have. We have, what, ten, nine books now? Yeah, I think we've got like four and a half months left. Yeah. Yeah. No, you had it. You were were on. Is that counting Elemist? Yes. Yes. Which I've been waiting a long time for Elemist, too. Yeah, that is going to be the most Tim book, I think. <laughs> I can't you wait can't to read it and find Elemis out what that means. Tim. <laughs> Just like, I mean... Without Tim Slime. Uh, it's the most, like, big fantasy kind of sci-fi, yeah, okay. I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Like... That tracks. Wait, hang on, Tim. You needed an explanation of how the book about the omnipotent time and space-bending... <laughs> god thingy in an eternal <laughs> war with an evil force called the Krayak that is also kind of the same using humans and various alien races as pawns in their chess game would be shit that's up your alley it also wouldn't have surprised me if Meg had said it's the most Tim book because it uses the smallest words it's the most Tim book because that would be really takes mean. Place in a dumpster. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, we learned the Elemist is just a slightly bigger Oscar the Grouch and lives in a dumpster. Uh, to be fair, I feel like my meanness is like at least valid and justifiable. I'm not just going to be like it uses the smallest words. I'm not that mean. Come on. There was one time when you very openly questioned whether or not I knew what an apostrophe was. <laughs> Tim, there are a lot Tim. of things that I've openly questioned. <laughs> let's be honest. Tim, I have a question about this. Okay. Did you know what an apostrophe was? I did. No, I'm pretty sure it was a semicolon. No, I don't know what a semicolon yeah. is, and I've never made any questions about that. I know what it looks like. I don't know what it does. It sounds like it does everything a colon does. No, it doesn't. It does everything a period does. Then why don't we just put the period? Because sometimes. Need a tail? <sighs> fine we can have grammar lessons later it's fine we have to take turns being picked on next week you guys can pick on me it'll be more egalitarian Actually, i guess on. next week how i'm does, pretty sure we pick on does, tim a little bit more i was about to say how does this translate to like tim gets it for 50 episodes <laughs> then meg won then alex won then another 50 for tim look we're not the elements we can't rewrite time <laughs> i mean nor are we share we can't turn back time they're <laughs> Is this episode of Gilmore Girls where I just watch where the guy's like, oh, I'm done. I'm finally done being the one being picked on. It is your month. This is great. And she's picked on for about 10 minutes before they're like, oh, shucks, never mind. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> Anyways, here's the real life version. So we finally meet Visser 2. Yeah, how do we feel about Visser 2? He's kind of a kiss ass, huh? Yeah, he's fucking I don't boring. Like him. It wasn't, it didn't go the route that I thought it would. He's all like. Let's all do what Visser 1 says. And I was like, you suck. And I wanted to throw stuff at him. You wanted him to be anti-Visser 1? Yeah. I wanted him to be mad that he didn't get that seat. 
I get the feeling that like there's a difference between Vizzer and Subvisor, and then there's a difference between Vizzer and Council of Thirteen, and but like Vizzer one two three four five doesn't fucking matter. None of them seem to care. Well, Vizzer three always wanted to be Vizzer one. Oh, he's different though. I mean, um, Vizzer four never cared. Vizzer one. I guess because we never really see otherwise, but maybe was happy being human. Also, man, today I remember that Visor 1 had, like, fucking twins before Marco. Just, like, forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, forgot all about that. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to feel about the fact that their parent is dead. Um, But, yeah, no, Visor 3, or Visor 3, Visor 2 is uh, all for dying for the cause. And kind of... Seems like a lot. Like, super fanatical about it, too. Not just, like, for the cause, but, aha, the York Empire shall outlive me, I care not. Yeah, Yeah. like, what got you to be Vizzer 2, and why are you suddenly okay giving that up? Like, are you close to reproducing, and you're like, my time's coming anyways? Vizzer's, Yorks suddenly care less about status when they're going to go reproduce? I love this idea. They reproduce by combining and exploding into other Yorks. This is like a valid thing. No, I know you're right. Like, I had not thought about it that way. I love this idea. This was not me making fun. This was me being like, oh my god, this is brilliant. I never thought of it. (laughs) Like... Sure, fine. I'll turn into a suicide bomber. I don't want kids. You choose a family or you choose your job. <laughs> oh, too real, too real. Uh. Why there are no Yerk minivans. We don't know that. We do know that. The parents die. Three no, of them we come don't together and that, go. That does not mean that there are no Yerk minivans. What the fuck? They can't see. It, I, None of but, them are old enough to drive. Google drives their minivans. We don't know how old they are. Visor 3 has been around for a fucking long and, time at this point. Oh, Let me tell true. you that in my world, you remember the van Your from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? No. The, the van from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? It's legit that size. And you, little Yerks sit in the passenger seat and drive. Do you seat. know what I saw Monday? I went for a run at about 7 a.m. And I swear to fucking God, I drove past. The Scooby-Doo Mystery Machine. Nice. Speaking of Van. That story took a turn. I thought, Tim, you were going to say that the the Ninja Turtles van was a Transformer. (laughs) Not disproven yet. But somehow you were running and driving at the same time. No, I was going for a run. I was driving to the place where I would do my run, because I cannot leave my apartment complex and go run and cross a major highway. I was going to a place where there was a trail. I was okay. driving to said trail. That feel better? Yes. If I was actually Honest... running, I would have stopped and take fucking pictures. Tim, don't believe her. She actually drives a Flintstone car. <laughs> <laughs> All drives are runs. Man, my poor feet. Man, I definitely would need a pedicure. I wonder if the Flintstones had like a manual transformer. What? Like a manual actual... transformer <laughs> is actually my father. You can just call me Manny Transformer. What? <laughs> Tim, I, I'm, I'm going to put it this way. If you don't come to the next episode with your uh, Flintstones Meet the Transformers fanfic, um, I'm going to be very disappointed in you, and we're going to go back to just picking on you. Okay. you. Noted. What? Well, because there aren't no, any no, kind no, of mechanical no, no, automations. No, 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 
As much as it pains me to no. say, it made sense to me. <laughs> um, what else? What else we got about this book that we all read? You know what's great? I like this episode started so smoothly, and it was like, "Fuck, we're actually going to talk about the book." It was smoothly but weird. And then you guys were like, <laughs> "We were too serious for too long." <laughs> Damn. I mean. I needed the on-ramp into Chuckle Town as soon as I could find it. <laughs> we haven't, like, gotten Tim out of there yet. No, no. I live there. You. I don't you. I don't drive anywhere to go for runs in Chuckle Town. I just open my door and run. You were made in Chuckle Town. I was born there. <laughs> I hate you all so much. Why? <laughs> Why? Because we named the thing, so we had to start recording it. Actually, I think that's accurate. That is 100% accurate. How real um, did the discussion of, like, a publicity stunt for Roswell feel? Oh, very. It was like, oh. Because that's immediately what I would think. But is it what you would have thought of 20 years ago? Yes. But do you just, like, hope in life that, like, I yeah, don't know, I mean, there's, because you're the kind of person still, that's like, it could the, be the, alien. It could yeah. really be fucking alien. <laughs> the, the exact example is the Blair Witch Project. Because what they showed on TV was, like, this little, like, promotional documentary for the movie. But they didn't list it as, like, this is fake. They showed it as, like, hey, three teenagers did this. And I watched it, and I was like, well, this is obviously made up. But then there's, like, that little 5% in the back of your head. They're like, well, what if it isn't? Let's be honest. So I that's live exactly... in that 5% when it comes to ghosts. <laughs> We're not debating that at all. We're not doubting that. But, yeah, that's exactly what I would think. As soon as I saw it, I'd be like, well, this is made up. But you would want it to be real? I don't know if wants the word. I guess imagine um, my yeah maybe I guess want. I guess that is the word. Be <laughs> this little this little land where my imagination runs free and wants really really bad stuff, but doesn't really want bad stuff. I, no, I don't think it's necessarily like wanting bad stuff. It's like fuck. There are like I don't know. Whenever we officially get confirmation that there is life on another planet or something like. Even if it does mean we're at war or something like that, it's going to be like, fucking finally, yes, we can agree. Okay, this is really cool. It sucks, but it's really cool. <laughs> I was going to ask, why do we immediately assume aliens would be hostile? But then I remembered because the we world. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think that should be quote of the day. It sucks, but it's really cool. I feel like that's my life. <laughs> it sucks, but it's really cool. Meet the Dyson Air Mover. <laughs> what? It's well, a it vacuum commercial. A... I got it. <laughs> oh no! It's it's their their fan that weird fan that sucks air and then blows it out and it's cooler. It sucks, but it's cool. I what? went to a vacuum commercial. Yes, I know. Yeah. yeah, I was wrong. The vacuum of space also sucks and is cool, though. <laughs> this is true. This podcast not brought to you by Dyson. Yeah, they'd stay the fuck away from us. I'll take their money. Or well, some vacuums. They're, they're, they'd be like... Mm. Or one of those neat fans. Mm. It sounds like and like uh, the standing air conditioners that I looked at that were really expensive. Yeah. The non-window unit units. Why don't you let your air conditioner sit down? I just said a non-window unit unit. You said unit unit. Yes, I did, Tim. Yes, in fact, I did. Yeah, I don't even. I, Tim, we're we're going back to picking on you because I don't know where the humor in that was. You literally just repeated the thing she said. You didn't in even try to like bring up one of Fate's, one of Freight Zappa's children. You could have made a moon unit joke. 
asked about Dweezil, her other air conditioner. <laughs> you didn't do either of those things. You just repeated and said, you said unit unit. There's no humor in that. No, he's uh, like not, the kid that's like, no, you no, said humor is subjective. And I found it funny that she said that. You're, no. you're like the kids that are like, you said duties. And you're like, yes, yes, I did. That, have you heard my jokes? <laughs> that's my wheelhouse. Wait, you've been telling jokes? <laughs> yes things like you said duties speaking of duties we do see again axe uh reciting his andalite vows which is not something we've gotten in a while see him kind of struggle with those as he uh puts his plan in motion which i think is a nice touch he hasn't given over to the human gods not entirely but at the same time like they don't feel as natural to him either uh, especially in light of the Andalites really not giving a fuck that they have phoned up over Z-Space. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't talked about that reaction at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, or the weird silence when Jake tells them, hey, yeah, the Anati thing, that's an ambush. Which very much read to me is, well, why didn't you call sooner, kid? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because they couldn't. Yeah. But the whole, like, well, of course you'd say that. You're human. You want us to come save you first. Like, what the fuck? Now you're thinking like an Andalite, Andalite. But to be fair, though, I think that's also how humans would think. Mm, maybe. I don't, I don't, I, I kind of figured that the Andalites wouldn't just, like, hop in their ships and come down to Earth. But I don't think I would have, I don't think I thought that they were going to get blown off like they did. It is weird. So, like, we've had two other interactions with Andalites and it was a uh, three I guess at this point where he's talked to someone and told them that like oh Fingor didn't do this I did this we had the trader ship and then we had the people that landed on earth with the gay Andalites yes so I guess they're aware that there are people or creatures fighting on earth is where I was trying to get to with that was like it doesn't come to them as a shock at all no, that yeah. these humans are calling and being like, "We're in trouble." Yeah, like I could see it maybe being classified in some way, but yeah. definitely like leadership knows. Yeah, but that like the way that it's described, like the pride and like joy on Jake's face, like how proud axes of like oh, we finally fucking did this, and it's yeah, big letdown. Yeah, yeah. I think I would curl up in a ball and be like, "I'm done. I'm out." Yeah, like, and that's where we start this book. It's just like, I think this book feels the most devoid of hope, like the least optimistic for the outcome of this series of any so far. Yeah. yeah. Tim also nods. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely agree with that. That just just that reaction of kind of, yeah, yeah. all right, well, I'll, I'll tell my boss that you called. Well, yeah, I this mean, isn't going to help at all. Visser 3 just wiped out our entire fleet off of, just off of your planet and has risen through the ranks to Visser 1, but eh, you guys aren't a priority. Yeah. yeah. That's the I thing. think exactly. Andalites are bad at war. They're not. They're not actually very good at what they do. They're not a war species. Well, they core. are now. They, well, okay, at their core. I'll give you that. They, they weren't. Yeah. I feel like they're, they have to be at this point. Yeah. Like they well, probably, but also like their defining characteristic is they are so fucking proud. 
Yeah. And nobody can think like they can. And I do like when we see glimmers of that still in Axe. Yeah, there was the bit about with help from Marco's father. I'll admit it. I'll, I'll, admit, I'll it. admit it. I'll acknowledge help, <laughs> even if it's from a human. Yes. Game will begrudgingly recognize game. Yeah. I mean, they say pride is the worst sin. I guess that is the summation of this book, the series. Is each anamorph a different oh, God, I should have known. I should have known. Well, there's only six of them. David. Okay, fair. I was ready for that. Too. Yeah, you were. <laughs> that one loaded up. No, they're not. I don't know. Axe is gluttony. Yep. Okay. That one's pretty obvious. Which one's sloth and which one's Marco. lust? Tobias oh. is lust. No. Um, Jake could be lust. No. He talks about his cousin a lot. No. Hey, you guys, why do I do this podcast? Wait, why did I do this time? <laughs> Admittedly, in general, I get the sentiment, but this time... <laughs> you put that in the universe at some point. <sighs> Fine, I'll move on. They don't all have to be sins, but then we can't correlate which Spongebob character is each animal. Oh, I don't give a either. shit about that, sorry. <laughs> I only know, like, one Spongebob character. Good I hesitate to you. ask, but which one, Tim? It would be Spongebob. <laughs> okay. I half expect you to be like, uh, Patrick. <laughs> Sandy? Tell I, me more, tell me more. I legit, is Sandy a thing? Sandy's a squirrel. Sandy's a squirrel. Uh, She's a Texas squirrel. How is there is. a squirrel underwater? She wears a Astronaut containment elf. suit. Oh, lives okay. in a bubble. Of course. Of course she does. How are there beaches under the fucking ocean? I don't know. Spongebob makes no fucking sense. I hate Spongebob. <sighs> are there beaches so... under the... Yes. Okay. I got, like, the world's biggest Spongebob spoiler. You said Spongebob. Okay. Yeah, the world's biggest Spongebob spoiler given to me, and I have no idea what to do with the information. Tell me. What the fuck could be spoiled about Spongebob? Where the hamburgers come from? Do you have any other pressing Spongebob (laughs) questions, too? They're jellyfish. Are they? Yeah. Oh, somebody lied to me. What did they tell you? That they were regrown pieces of Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's great that is like the darkest thing that could be i mean it is like a crabby patty and like it's a crab that's selling them so like i've never really asked questions but i'm pretty sure at one point it's revealed that jellyfish are in them and spongebob has to deal with the ethics of that because he enjoys catching and then releasing jellyfish. i love it when spongebob deals with ethics spongebob can't get a fucking actually license. you know what i shouldn't even make that joke because they may deal with ethics in like every episode they and deal I with know. ethics frequently and they tell horror stories about the hash slinging slasher i do like that that is like the one episode that i really like <laughs> see i found it i found it <laughs> okay um anything else about this book or any other children's shows that we want to talk about right now? I think we're good. All right. Um, uh, what do we do now? Hey, how would technology change things? We haven't fucking talked about that in a while. I did. I did have the thought at one point while reading this one in particular. If anyone on this boat had a modern cell phone with a camera. But then you'd have to over. assume that the Wi-Fi was reliable. Man, I just gave almost gave a spoiler for another show. Good God. Um, yeah, no. I feel like you could well, take no. the phones before the Wi-Fi would be reliable. Oh, okay. Enough. All right. I see your point. Before they could deliver the picture. Um, um, satellite 
camera imaging probably would make this a whole lot i mean i don't know like we started off with we don't really get the ramifications of this no we don't we have we don't know what is coming next really um i don't know i feel like this is kind of one that it's like still relevant enough the whole china thing the whole i just a lot of it is like yeah, yeah this could be definitely written in 2020 and still be valid this is why it hit so hard. Yeah. Um, okay, are we ready for animal facts then? You said that with glee, so no. <laughs> I thought that tone was confusion. It's not but... necessarily the tone, it was your face. Well, if there was any glee there, when I remembered what the topic was, that glee is washed away. <laughs> um, right, animal facts. Okay, I'm prepared. I'm going to finish my drink. The good news is, this is not about any kind of horrifying or frightening animal. It is about a beloved, adorable animal. Um, and ways they might die. Uh, <laughs> giraffes. Nope, you're I'm done. Gonna... Uh, you're done. You're out. <laughs> nope. 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 I have, we have to see nope. it through. No, no, we don't, in fact. And Meg, take your headphones off. <laughs> only, only two giraffes died in the course of uh, the study that this article is talking about, study is probably a little bit uh, uh, more formal than what this was. It was writing up this particular case. Um, hey, Tim, do you know what happens to a giraffe when it gets hit by lightning? Oh, God. <laughs> no. The same thing as oh. anything else. These reactions are horrible. Oh. Like, not even hearing it. Your reactions oh. are horrible. Um, this It took a turn. I am I am looking at a Gizmodo article entitled, Giraffes are basically fuzzy lightning rods, oh, new research suggests. Um, earlier this year, conservationists in South Africa discovered two adult giraffes struck down by lightning, signaling a potentially underrated risk for this majestic species. Um, apparently, these two giraffes, which were two of, I believe, eight in this wildlife pre- preserve, uh, had wandered off on their own, and the land was flat. And the next day, the researchers could only find six giraffes. And they tracked down the two missing giraffes and found evidence that one was clearly hit uh on the oh wait what is the word for it here i think it yes right on the right at the base of the ossicone which is the technical name for the stalk that comes out of a giraffe's head god um to the extent that it cracked the skull uh the second one probably was electrocuted by the lightning jumping from the first giraffe to the second giraffe oh no yeah. Oh, innocent um, bystander. Pretty much. Uh, apparently reindeer get hit by lightning a lot, too. Oh my, I never would have thought of this. In 2016, a single lightning bolt and the ensuing step potential, which is that jumping from one thing to yeah. another after the strike, killed more than 300 reindeer in Norway. One lightning bolt. What? Um, watch out Santa Claus. Yeah, seriously. Um, so the the researcher who turned this in, the conservationist who turned this in, only looks at a single incident and is basically a case report that calls for further research to find out whether or not giraffes are prone to being struck by lightning. Oh, no. Um, which raises here here we go here's the interesting question part of this 
raises the question, is there some sort of evolutionary Meg has logged into Instagram uh, as Minds at Yerk while we were talking about this? Uh, I just got the notification. <laughs> um, is there some sort of evolutionary behavior that is either taught or ingrained in giraffes to seek shelter in thunderstorms to keep them from dying? Or is it unlikely enough that uh, yeah. the the need for a long neck to reach leaves over overpowers the sort of evolutionary urge to not be tall enough to be hit by lightning? That is absolutely something I would have never thought of. Uh, and that's why I brought this one. Yes, yeah. it is horrifying, and I don't like bringing articles that are here are ways cute things can die. Yeah. But there are really interesting questions raised by this about, I mean, if lightning is lethal and you're going to be hit by it if you're taller but need to be able to reach trees, how do those two yeah. factors conflict and override with each other? Which brings up kind of the, okay, well, you you select to be tall, but then, like, to get out of thunderstorms? Yeah, right. Um, but those questions are being asked now. Um, hopefully now also, if you're listening and you run a nature preserve with giraffes, bring your giraffes in in the rain. Yep. Right. Um, hey Meg, I should just message Meg and tell her we're- (laughs) Yeah, we're we're done. Welcome back. I forgot I actually turned the volume down too. (laughs) How's Instagram? It's good. It's good. Cool. Also posting on Twitter. (laughs) Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, we're done talking about- Animal facts. Okay. Raise some interesting questions about evolution. Don't need to yes. know. Don't need to know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, um, we did not have any listener questions this week, but remember, you can submit those to us through our website or by emailing us. Uh, no new ratings and reviews either. Sounds shocking. Well, I have an issue when I log into Apple Podcasts that the entire, like, module on the screen that should display ratings and reviews doesn't show up for me now if i log in through like the browser version though it's there so like all the information is there i don't know if it's a me thing or an apple interface thing who knows um but there may not be any more because people may not be able to provide them at the moment if you can though let me know. Uh, anybody want to promote or shout out things i'm moving this in the list this is not where this goes been 56 episodes i'm fixing it there <laughs> but i've already asked so if you got them let's hear them uh yeah. i got a lot of stuff coming out in october but nothing worth talking about quite yet cool in that case tim oh uh, you're gonna let's... make me do the thing aren't you you sound we fucking are. shocked like we haven't done this for 56 <laughs> fucking episodes all right like you so didn't the... get bullied about this for 56 <laughs> fucking episodes okay so this book 47 is called the resistance which makes me think and i think it's going to be a jake book and you would be correct oh i think no you're correct i just heard a door slam oh okay i'm home alone charlie's throwing a party do you want to go check on it no i really don't no okay Mm-mm. i'll be back i can't tell if you both froze or not Nope. Uh, nope. Okay. I was just reading the chapter from the next book, though. 
that's in the back of this one. Because the description in the back of this book tells us nothing. Okay, so the next book, Jake book, called The Resistance. And I figure this book is going to be all about Jake networking in order to to gain more forces to fight the Yerks. And it's going to have a very Ocean's Eleven feel to it. Now, Jake is already responsible for George Clooney's death. Oh, so does that make true? Jake Clooney? Yes. Yes, yes, Jake will take the Clooney I'm sorry, role. how is he responsible for George Clooney's death? Okay, a George Clooney look-alike in the abandoned building in the first oh, book. Right, no. correct. Yep. Um, no, I, I think that there will be some sort of involvement from the military after the events of this book. And perhaps other people will i feel like you uh, can't use that if that's what i said that's my that's my prediction <laughs> do you write these down beforehand no i did not but mm-hmm. that was what i got mm-hmm. i don't believe you well tim take solace in this you can steal meg's prediction but you'd be wrong oh wait really and no i did not steal meg's prediction this was my <laughs> prediction it's okay you can admit it but, it's fine it's fine I mean, I should have known since it was my prediction that it was wrong. But yeah, that's what. Uh, yeah, that's just how I got it. From I legit... where we are now, talking about fighting with alongside these guys, and then a book named The Resistance. I just assumed that's what it had to be was growing the force. I legit went. I know what the book after this is, and name the next few after that. But I really can't remember what this book is about. I just read the chapter <laughs> in the back of forty-seven. Uh, wanna do we want to say what it is? I, well, I, I, I think Meg said that all the they weren't all big hitters the rest of the way though, right? This one will be. Um, but no, that's that's. I don't. I didn't have anything other than that one. That was just kind of assumed. I thought I was going to get that one right. Like really, like I thought that one was a lot. All right, with no other predictions. Here we are again. I'm fixing the order these things are in the document. There, there are consequences now in the books. There are consequences now in our show notes. <laughs> Meg, let's make some announcements. So next week we are going to have an episode. Um, we have done, I guess, more off episodes than we normally do, but this one is incredibly exciting because October sixth is also the date that the Animorphs graphic novel comes out. Uh, we were able to get an advanced copy and surprisingly somehow convince Chris Grind to come talk to us about said graphic novel. And on top of the book being fantastic, if you haven't pre-ordered, please do so. Um, or get ready to just go buy a copy. Uh, Chris is an absolute delight. And we had an absolute blast chatting with him. So I'm very excited for people to listen to that. And you should... Support your local comic shops or local bookstores when you get your copy. I asked my local comic book store. One person has put it on pre-order. I feel like that's probably not too abnormal. Like, no, no, I no. I just, like, of, I was asking if they were like, getting it. And if anybody had put yeah. it on pre-order, one person has put it on pre-order. So go put it on pre-order. Because from what I understand, yeah. they're only ordering one more copy of it. So go pre-order. Yeah. Let's make this a big yeah, thing. You, um, and it's scholastic still, so like I don't know if there are book fairs right now or there if there's are some book digital fairs. Equivalent. It is coming out still in the book fair pamphlets. It actually, from what I understand, maybe is actually coming to people's hands if they pre-ordered it through the book fair. Not to say that you should go do that because I don't actually know the time delay on that, but from what I've seen, someone has gotten their hands on a copy of a book fair version fairly quickly. Cool. 
But if you don't have a local comic book store, it is Scholastic, so you can go and talk to your local bookstore. Uh, and if you don't want to actually venture into a physical bookstore, you can still support local bookstores through IndieBound and Bookshop.com. Or if you know your local indie shops. What? Yes. Do the thing. Buy the book. Support the people. Fight the yurts. At the very least, I completely understand if Amazon is your only option. Just like, from what I understand, we're contracted for three. Support so we can get more than three. Yep. Let's bring animals back. Anything else? Are we going to talk about the contest? Oh, I forgot about that. Go ahead. I We're don't. doing a contest. Um, It is Meg's brainchild, though, and I don't <laughs> know how to break it down. We're coming up on the end of the podcast, so we might as well do something. Um, We are also wanting to support the U.S. Postal Service as much as we can. So on all of our social media and in the show notes, I will give Alex a link. We will have something for you to enter. Um, we are doing what five, one grand prize, five big prizes, and basically anybody that enters will get some kind of correspondence from us yeah. in a physical form. I'm not entirely sure how we're doing that yet. We've 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 got a couple ideas, but um, the big grand prize is I am making an Andalite doll for one listener. We've got stickers. We have pens we have so much shit i have baby yoda stickers we can send to whatever <laughs> but more than anything we just want to po- support the postal service as best we can and credit for both this and getting chris brine on the show go to meg so thank you meg it's a team effort guys we've all pitched in in different ways and bringing yes, on things but in, so you pitched in in this way by Doing the work to make it happen. Let me be fucking humble, Alex. You be humble. I will give credit where it's due, and we'll call it a compromise. Fine. We'd like to thank Red Spinks for our show art. You can check out more of their work by supporting their Patreon or visiting at Chaos Does Art on Instagram. If you're interested in getting some cool art, email red at c.spinks.animator at gmail.com. Peep our meets at Minds at Yerk on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Sometimes we do that while we record. If you want to send us questions, comments, <laughs> love letters, or I think we said that Chris Grind can send us hate mail directed <laughs> specifically at Tim, but only Chris Grind. No, I'm, I'm fine with anybody else, but, but send it to me first so that I can Wait. like filter it through to Tim because Tim's fragile. It's okay. <laughs> you can email us at mindsatyerk at gmail.com. I guess, Tim, don't read that email address anymore. Nope. You can visit our website at mindsatyerk.com, spell yerk, Y-E-E-R-K. If you like us and want to help us out, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We are available on your podcatcher of choice. And if you can't find us there, tell us and we'll get there, probably. I can't imagine that we're 47 books in to the main series and we're not where you want us to be and you haven't told us, but open invitation. You never know when I... people are going to find us. I still have people that are like, do you have an Animorphs podcast? I I I just want to add one thing to the show notes. That Tim's not everybody. Tragic. Everybody is free to send nice things about Tim too. <laughs> Love letters has always been in there. Y- yeah, but Tim specific positive notes. We have an entire Discord channel for that. You have an entire cult for that. <laughs> there are buttons for that too. <laughs> this is accurate. This is us Tim's vetoing just trying to build that. His brand. I am. I am. We'll definitely filter those out. <laughs> My name was Alex. What's what is it now? <laughs> it's 
until Alex. That hasn't really changed. It's sort of a past progressive sort of thing. <laughs> My name was and will be have been Megan. I am the once in future Tim. And until then, we no! fight. No. What? No. Why? Somebody Why? stop me. You did this before. We're not supposed to say our names until after you do this, Alex. Yeah. Yeah, <sighs> that's what messed me fault. up. This is your fault. Okay, maybe I moved the random line too far down in the list. <laughs> this is your fault. I was like, this is, I did not do this wrong. No, I always say no. it under my name. As much as okay. I like to put the blame on Tim, this is not Tim's fault. Damn it. That's fine. Hey, I'm trying to fix the show notes as we go. Why? The show notes have worked for 50 fucking episodes. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. They haven't. I think actually on judging book covers this week, uh, to which Frankie is uh, a guest on, I actually went, we have show notes. I don't fucking ever open them, though. I, I read those show notes all the time, and I'm like, let's do this. Skip that one. Skip that one. But you know let's which ones this. to skip. They work. Not, you shifted things, and now it's going to be such a mess for nine episodes. <laughs> hey, gotta keep things interesting somehow. Somebody say when. When. X. <laughs> I still was Alex. I still was and will always be Megan. I am forever more Tim. And until then, we fight. Do we, though? How do we fight until forevermore? <laughs>